Welcome to the Superconscious Success Podcast, where Jen and her Superconscious Success family co-hosts bring you valuable content each and every week on topics relating to manifestation, spirituality, and most of all, using your superconscious to manifest success in all areas of your life. Now on to today's episode. Hey there, Superconscious Success fam. Welcome back to another episode. Thank you so much for joining me. If you are a little bit confused, then this episode is actually emerging from mine and Carl's Your Spiritual Shift, which was a a different podcast that we actually ran not too long ago. I've decided to merge it with the Superconscious Success podcast as a new segment. So any episode moving forward will actually be a part of the Superconscious Success podcast. Now, if you are wanting to know anything about ascension, about spirituality, about manifestation, about law of attraction, we even have channeling episodes in there. If you're interested in all of that, figuring out how you can actually transcend, how you can actually move from 3D to 5D and so much more, then this segment is the one that you're going to be wanting to go to. So thanks so much for joining us in this episode and we'll catch you soon. All right. Welcome, friends. Yes, it's time for another awesome episode of Your Spiritual Shift Podcast with your hosts, me, Carl Gruber, and Jennifer Matthews. Your Spiritual Shift is where Australia and the United States meet the master spiritual and metaphysical teachers throughout the world and bring them to you right here on this show. Jen and I have fun. We laugh. We have a good time and allow you to get to know our featured guests on a personal and intimate basis as we go deep into discussion and debate on all things spiritual and metaphysical to show you how you can live a more enlightened and happier life. Now, before we head on into today's show, please take a moment to click the subscribe button below and also share the link to the show with your friends. Now, here's Jennifer Matthews to introduce our featured guest today. Oh, well, thanks, Carl. Hey there, Spiritual Shifters. So glad to have you with us for another incredible episode. And boy, have we got a treat for you today. So today we have our special guest, Steve Noble, and he goes by everything that Carl and I are about, reaching for the stars, finding our enlightenment path to 5D. What is 5D? The fifth dimension is a place where we leave our egoic world of lack, attack, judgment, and war behind, and join in with the unity of unconditional love, truth, and eternal joy and happiness. Steve Noble is dedicated his life to energy healers, light workers, starseeds, and anyone who is now going through the ascension process. He has developed a healing system called the Soul Matrix for starseeds and has a website called the Soul Matrix. Plus, Steve is the author of six books, including the spiritual entrepreneur, which we have to go through. Um, and he's from London, England, and it is beautiful and sunny there today, I see, Steve. We welcome Steve Noble. Hey, Steve, how are you going today? Very good, very good. Actually, I moved out of London. I'm down by the sea. Oh, <coughs> I'm like, on right south, out of the big smoke. So I need, I got out four years, four years, five years ago. I, I don't yeah. blame you. I don't blame you. And I bet oh, it's beautiful it's nice, down yeah. there. Yeah, it's very sunny, very nice. I had a nice walk along the seafront and the sea's sparkly and boats are out and uh, a few people swimming crazily this weather because in England it's really cold, you know, but I've got friends who do the, is it the Wim Hof method to go and dive in in Christmas Day and I think it's, are you yeah. mad? I can't even do a cold shower. Well, <laughs> well, in Australia, as, as you probably know, the weather is quite hot. And yeah. so when I lived in Germany for two years 
And when I first moved to Germany, which is, of course, cold and wet and, and all of that, there were people that are out sunbaking in about 12 degrees Celsius, you know, 10 to 12 degrees Celsius in their bikinis. And I'm looking at them and I'm all rugged up and I'm like, what the heck is going on here? So it's, um, yeah, it's quite an eye-opening experience. Yeah, and I read this morning just before coming on that a great white shark was spotted off the coast here. Oh. And I'm like, that's another reason not to go bathing in the cold weather. Well, yeah, apparently they spotted that fin. Oh, really? Out, out in sea, yeah. Wow, yeah. cool. Well, I'd love to ask you, you know, we've been uh, studying and looking at your soul matrix uh, that you teach, your website and everything. And, you know, all I can say is, Steve, you're a human being here incarnated in, in density and form. How how did you tune into all of this enlightening material, such as being star seeds existing in the fifth dimension, transformation of Earth from 3D to 5D? How did you come about this? And I come it well, um to backtrack a bit, I was a director of a spiritual organization for 13 years in London, based in the church. And every week we'd have talks and workshops. And I heard lots of channels and lots of people talking and people talking about the 2012 trigger. You know, the, they didn't talk about it as a trigger point, but it was like the 2012 point. And we had a few people talking about star seeds and ascension. And to be honest, it didn't, I wasn't sure if it was resonating with me or not. I was very much into practical spirituality. But then I had a dark night of the soul, which lasted six years, which was very deep and very dark. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was, I mean, really, I wasn't sure I'd survive it because um, it was really uh, a couple of times looking down the River Thames thinking it's easier for me to jump in. And it, it's so painful mm. being in that dark night. Anyway, the dark night ended after six years and I woke up one morning and I got this voice because in the dark night, there's a disconnection, there's no yeah. intuition, mm -hmm. no, no, none of my usual, you know, connecting with angels. And for six years, there was none of that. And then a voice said to me, right, welcome back, you know, time to talk about star seeds and ascension and start teaching it. And I did not want to hear that voice. It was not mm -hmm. the voice. It's like, you know, I wanted, welcome, glad you're out of here. Now let's have some fun. It was like, no, now get to work. And I thought, do I meditated for two weeks thinking, well, I don't know if I know enough about this. I don't know if I really believe in it. But I decided to say yes, because I think resistance is futile. And I started and people just started clamoring. And in the beginning, I think I was kind of winging it. In England, they say wing. Because I didn't yeah. think I knew enough. But I, I started to download stuff and transmissions were coming. And, you know, now I think I'm more along the path. I have a deeper idea. But the early days, it was really like, well, I'll say yes, but I don't know if really know, I know what I'm doing. But yeah. uh, I have a kind of more of a handle now. I think just saying yes to it puts you on a fast track. Really. Absolutely. Fast track. So, so for those that don't actually understand what we're talking about when we talk about star seeds or light workers or or anything like that, can you go a little bit into what um, a star seed is and and how it differs from that of a light worker? Um, well. The basic premise would be that the soul is multidimensional, mm -hmm. meaning that we live many lifetimes in many dimensions. This is just one dimension. In fact, this is just one dimension of Earth. There are many dimensions of Earth. Uh, there are other dimensions of existence. There are other star systems that star seeds in their soul's journey have passed through. And then there's the kind of call for service, like, hey, Earth's in trouble. Yeah. Anybody want to go down there? And, you know, being incredibly stupid or brave or whatever it is we said yes 
Mm-hmm. And it means kind of stepping down in density. The star seeds are naturally of a higher frequency. The places they're in are higher frequency civilizations. So coming to this place, it's been hard. And a lot of star seeds find it hard because it's dense and difficult and heavy. And they have things like war mm-hmm. and conflict and empire building and narcissists, which kind of don't really exist in the higher planes. And so we're having to get used to all that again. And coming here, star seeds coming here, you, we still come out the birth canal mostly, or you'll come out the birth canal, and we're asleep and we have to wake up. But yeah. as the light is increasing on the planet, more and more beings are popping out the womb, more awakened, I feel. Mm-hmm. I'm meeting more kids who are more awakened. You know, uh, For example, when I was at school, well, I had to study to pass my exams. A lot of these kids just download it. They just kind of download. I don't know I mean, how they do it, but I kind of have an idea because I download stuff myself. But there's, there's a different intelligence for these new kids coming in. Um, star seeds are here really to anchor a new light in their physical body and auric field on the earth because without that, star seeds are kind of light virus coming into the dark and breaking open the dark by going okay. into it yep. and bringing a new light. It has to be done that way apparently because the dark has to be broken from the inside out. Yes. All these old systems have to be broken down from the inside out. And a lot of star seeds are incarnating into dense families. My family is pretty dense, really. And it's difficult in the beginning. Until you start waking up and learning how to transform energy, then it all becomes a lot easier. But until you do that, living in a dense family, dense bloodline, dense 3D culture can be difficult. Yeah. Was, was that so the dark- star seeds and light workers? A light worker is really a star seed that's not really woken up to their star seed nature. They're like into the light into manifesting, into all of that. But other planets, maybe it's a bit too far for their mind to go at this point. So if so, would you say that star seeds would, in that case, would they be natural empaths then? Yeah. Yeah. Star seeds are all natural empaths. Mm. Um, so, so the qualities of a star seed is sensitivity, uh, intuition, uh, drawn to... Uh, futuristic stuff often, you know. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, I was drawn to, to uh, Doctor Who. I, oh, I love Doctor, Doctor Who. Who. In, uh, Doctor yeah, Who. I love Doctor Who. I remember the first episode of Doctor Who. So Doctor Who, Star Trek, um, you know, all of it. Bewitched was one of, when I was young. Yeah, me too. All of these magical, <laughs> and then Harry Potter, all of these kind of magical stuff. I was reading superhero comics. I was just drawn to the, the futuristic, the superhero uh, I was considered very weird by my friend. Okay. What were you wanting to say, Carl? Well, I was just wondering, uh, I know you had a long career uh, in nonprofit before this all, uh, you you changed paths. Uh, um, was that six years, Dark Night of the Soul? Was that the impetus to have you leave? I think it was in 2012, you left that nonprofit uh, career and, and came to do what you're doing now. Uh, so the Dark Knight of the Soul kicked off in 2010. Uh, so just before I left the Alternatives uh, Not for Profit. And I clung on because I was, it was not easy going through a dark night and, and being a director of an organization, spiritual organization. I clung mm-hmm. on for a while and then I had to resign. I left on the winter solstice 2012. And then I had another uh, four years of it. I, I, let me see, I came out. Yeah, I, I really I came out sort of 2015. It was, it was a long time. 
Um, so I left the organization because of the dark night and then leaving the organization, it was almost like I left all my anchors, all my friends, all my soul family, my long-term partner left. So all of my anchors left. Mm. Uh, it was the most incredibly difficult thing, I think. I don't want to do it again. They yeah. say, Spirit says, you want to do another dark night? I'm like, no, thank you. That was really, I couldn't meditate. I couldn't do anything. No, I've, you know, I've. I've been through that as well, and it's not it's not a nice experience. But I do think that it is something we have to do in order to be able to ascend, in order to be able to get to another to another place, to another dimension. And you know, it, it's not pleasant. But you know, when you're somebody that is a natural meditator, when you're somebody that is naturally connected, then all of a sudden you don't feel connected at all. It's scary. It's a scary place to be. So um, I was very happy once I came out of it too. Um, now, when it comes to when it comes to star seeds, I had um, my Akashic records read uh, probably uh, might have been six months ago, nine months ago, something like that. And what she was telling me was that I was actually from um, a combination of Mintaka. And um, I think I might have. I'm not sure whether it was a Pleiadian or, or something like that. Now. Is that is that what would be classified as a star seed? Is is somebody that that sort of comes down from the other planets and um, and they're here to help to shed the light to yeah. to the humanity? Uh, star seeds are wanderer souls, which means mm. that no two star seeds have gone through the same path. Mm. So uh, all star seeds have a primary connection, which might be Sirius, Andromeda, yep. Pleiades, uh, Vega. There is primary homes which will give a starseed a certain um, set of interests or a certain set of skills. But we've been through many, we've been through many civilizations. So we're, mm. we have wanderer souls. We've, I mean, I, I, I feel a connection to Pleiades. I feel a very strong connection to Sirius and mm -hmm. Arcturus particularly, and also Lyra. And um, in my line of work, all of these beings kind of come in I have a love affair for a week. I get this download, I put it out, and then they yeah. disappear. Yeah. You know, yeah. although I do have a set of guides which kind of hang around me permanently, and I get it. Otherwise, I kind of go, hey, I've just been getting to know you. Where are you going? Come back. You know, where are you going? But then they kind of go, going, with job done. Goodbye. You know, yeah. we're off. And Time to move on to the coming. next one. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And but, what, what, I was, what I was reading when I was reading up on Star Seeds and trying to learn a bit more about it. And they said one of the characteristics of it too, like you said, you've got the sensitivity, you've got the empathy, you've got the um, sometimes you can feel a bit lost in where yeah. you are. And I noticed that, you know, when you look at when you look in the sky and you look at all the different planets and all the different stars and and in our solar system, sometimes it can you can have a real connection to them. And there's certain stars up there that I just look at and I just feel like this this pulling it's just like a it, it's a really strange strange experience and so I was reading and they were saying that that can often be a sign um as to you know your original planet or whatever it is so yeah it's interesting yeah. when I was a kid I was always looking at the stars I'd just stand there looking at the stars mm. and just be fascinated with them and wonder about how many civilizations are out there and uh also things like, where does the universe end? Which is one of those questions that the mind can't possibly work <laughs> yeah. out. One of, the, one of the qualities I didn't mention was this feeling, which you mentioned, kind of thing lost. It's more a it's more feeling of not belonging. Yes. Not belonging in the family, not belonging in the corporate world, not belonging in the BS, whatever's going off in the world. 
it's there's a kind of there's a looking at the world, especially when star seeds awaken, that there's something deeply wrong in the world. Mm. It's a bit like the Matrix, where he says, you know, that you look at you're looking at the world and you know there's something wrong, like a splinter in your mind. Do you remember that Morpheus kind of saying to Neo? Yeah. There is this thing. There's something not right, but we don't know what it is, and we don't know the solution completely because we're not that awakened to go and go. There's a better way of doing all this. It's a better mm. way of of working together, living together. There's better kind of technologies that could be here. You know, mm-hmm. what we're seeing is a lot of star seeds are bringing technologies because they're the ones. A lot of the scientists are star seeds are dreaming. They're not really working it out. They're just dreaming, like Tesla. You know, uh, mm-hmm. people like Tesla they just dream it and download it. And I think that's the way that spirit wants it. Just downloads it. But if you're a non, if you're not a star seed like um, Edison, for example, Edison looked at Tesla and said he's completely non-scientific. Because Edison would be laborious, pedantic, a thousand experiments where Tesla would just sit there and work it all out in his head, and that so was I, not scientific. So I guess that I guess you could probably say Einstein probably was too, because his were all downloaded. Everything yeah. that he everything that he did was just like you know from his dreams or from his his experiences. And I think that um, yeah, it's interesting when you look at the the masters of the you know in history. Um, as to how they actually downloaded all this because, you know, it's interesting once you start to download and, um, you know, spirit just starts pouring pouring it out onto you, um, it's a really cool experience. So except you when you're are, driving. <laughs> talking about transmissions and downloads. So, Steve, is that a form of channeling or how, how, would, you, how would you qualify it? Yeah, it's a form of channeling. Um, so in the early days, it was I was just receiving it and putting it out. That was me, uh, and I, I have to work out what are you, what are you trying to tell me? What is it? And it would take days for me to work out. Then it got quicker, but nowadays it's more two way conversation because I somebody may say to me, "Hey, you know, I've got this trouble with um, energetic boundaries," and I will just sit in meditation, and say, "Energetic boundaries? What do you guys think?" And then I'll get an instant yes, let's do, do it. Or nothing, which means not interested. Yeah. And so that's the way it kind of works these days. I'm responding a lot to the world. A lot while I'm seeing, you know, a lot of the BS going on in the world now. Um, I, I put up 5G protection ones. I put wellness ones up because um, at the moment the big challenge, of course, is what's going on in the world. This um, this situation that's yeah. being <laughs> orchestrated, from what I can see. Yes. Um, well. So. Yeah, you know, I, um, to address to that point, I, I was uh, looking at your website, and on your website you state, we're moving rapidly towards a 5D paradigm of existence where the old game of dark and light are no, lo- no longer play out in the same painful way. Now, considering the world is currently in a dark place in the grip of fear and compliance, can that statement be considered valid? Yeah. Uh, the thing is, the more light that comes in, the more uh, you could say dark, which would be dark, would be anti-evolutionary, anti-light, anti-human, mm. <laughs> even anti-human. I think some of it. Um, what they're doing is because of the light coming in, which came in really strongly from the millennium. So 9/11 was the first reaction of the dark in a major way, I would say, yeah. against the light. Mm-hmm. Mm. So 9/11. When I saw 9/11. 
And uh, I was like, what is that? And then all the narrative came out and I didn't believe a word of it. I just looked at the first time I I heard a kind of narrative that I thought it's all BS. And millions of people started waking up going, that's not real. You know, or whatever whatever that was is not what the government's saying. So now we've got another situation where dark forces are trying to control the planet, trying to keep it in fear and darkness and control. And they're unleashing, you know, whatever they've unleashed. And by and large, what we're seeing now is a choice because people are having to choose. Do you choose truth or misinformation? Do you choose fear or love? Where are you going to go? Because this current situation is quite dangerous. You could, in one level, you could say it's dangerous. Another level, you could say, hey, it's a soul just going to go through its evolution. But yeah. I think people who are taking the path of fear are choosing a path of negative alien AI. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the timeline I see. I don't see this time. I see this is why there's so much arm twisting. This is why there's so much pressure from everywhere. This is why journalism is dead suddenly. It's because all of the forces controlling the planet, and they are super powerful with all their money and their strings that they can pull. But suddenly we're seeing one narrative, no debate, and you know this is the way we're going to push everyone down. And of course, people are waking up going, actually, we, we don't believe your narrative. We don't mm. believe that BS. And so many people are waking up, which is good, good news. So we're in this very volatile period of the dark and light kind of clashing in a way. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's a bit, how can I explain it? When Jesus, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ made the statement years ago that I didn't understand for many years. He said, I do not come to bring peace. I come to bring the sword. Mm-hmm. Now, a master of light saying, I've come to bring the sword, made no sense. But now I understand that if you bring a lot of light on the planet, all of the anti-light forces get stirred up and creates war. Mm-hmm. You know, and we are seeing, we are in a spiritual war at the moment. Yeah, And absolutely. all we need to do is hold fast, say no to it. And the light is breaking through. A lot of these old structures are breaking. And they're at breaking point already, a lot of them. And mm-hmm. it just needs a number, enough people to wake up and go, this is all BS. We're not taking it, and the governments will are backing away. In Britain, it's already backed down. Yeah, all of the controls have, have been pulled away, and I think that's going to be happening across the world as as the dark forces see the, the game is not being played. Actually. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know there if is- I answered you, but but five D is well, five D is something that a, an individual can attain quite quickly, but the planet takes decades to get there. Because old systems have to break down, old controls have to break down, you know. Uh, the industrial military complex, which is super powerful, has to break down. Big pharma has to break down. And these things won't, make, won't take a decade, it'll take a few decades really to break yeah. all that down. And so how that's would, what's breaking down. So how would you, if you say individually, um, we're able to move to that 5D and, and it's getting to the, to the place that you can then move to the 6D it's, um, because as we're ascending, as we're awakening, um, how can somebody move from that 3D, 4D space to that 5D and does it, you know, does it take, like, is it meditation? Is it, like, what would you, what would you say? Um, well, at one level, the soul's journey has already been chosen before this lifetime. Mm-hmm. So it's like a soul can't just consciously say, I'm going to be going to 5D, because if that's not their evolutionary journey, they're not going to be interested. They're going to go, yes. it's all a load of BS. We're yep. not going there. What, what are you talking Angels, what are you talking about? Ascension, what are you talking about? Yeah. And that's why you can, 
speak to your mother or your father to your blue in the face if their soul is not if they're not on that trajectory they will never accept it in their mind they cannot yeah. accept it the mind can accept it yeah. But for a star seed who's waking up, they go from 3D. 3D is a place of hard knocks. It's a place of us versus them. It's the world around us. You know, mm-hmm. it's what we read in the newspapers. It's blame, it's judgment, it's all of that. Uh, it's the haves and the haves nots. Um, 4D is a place where we start embracing, I create my own reality 100%, mm-hmm. my personal reality. Yeah. Um, and we start experiment. So in 4D, I started experimenting with mantras, meditation, silence, uh, all various energy paths, you know, the secret, um, vision boarding, it's the whole lot. Yeah. Like, hey, energy works. We can do stuff and we can create stuff. And when I was doing the, my, my 4D experience, I was asked, I was really pushing the universe like, well, if this is real, then let's see if that works or that yeah. works or that yeah. works. And I was really pushing the boat because I, I joined, I dived into shamanism. I dived into Wicca, you know, mm-hmm. for 10 years, the path of magic. I wanted to see you know, Wicca is an Anglo-Saxon word, which means to bend reality. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to see how far can reality be bent. You know? In 5D, we kind of give up all of that. We don't need to do all of that. I don't do all that stuff anymore. I just, it's only about vibration. Keep yeah. our vibration high. So meditation, silence, friends, tea, all of these things can keep our vibration high. It's a daily practice of high. Of, of, so every morning, every evening, and throughout the day, me and my partner, we sit down. We invite light into energy fields. We release all lower energies. And it's a constant practice. Yeah. And what I find is as um, just maintaining that practice in 5D, miracles happen. Yeah, you naturally. Know, for me, yeah, a miracle is really something that you can't explain in 3D. But in 5D, it's like, yeah, and, and so what? Next. Yeah. You know, of course <laughs> it happens. These things happen. Um, miracles happen all the time. Um, and this is what they this is what they state in a course in miracles in the in the text, you know, that that miracles are are just a normal way of 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 being. It's you know what there we no consider order of miracles. No, there's not. And the way that we perceive them is that from the 3D experience. It's like, oh yeah. wow, unless you know, if if a miracle happens, then such and such will happen. But it's like, but it's just a natural way of 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 being you know sources sources is there to provide us with everything that we that we desire but we've got to believe it we've got to have the the faith in it and and know that our our true our true state is that of love and not of fear and once we get once we get wrapped up in that fear uh, it kind of blocks so yeah fear is a great blocking force yeah. fear is the tool of the dark once we're in fear there is no manifestation no. Uh, if and there's fear, but it's also desperation and hopelessness. These qu- these energy states mean nothing can be manifested. Mm-hmm. So you know, and a lot a lot of religion is I'm desperate. I'm on my knees, God, give me a miracle. And there is no miracle there because you're not going to get one. Yeah. Really. I mean, occasionally you might get one, which is for the power of group. A group intention might give you something, but basically you're on your knees begging. You're not connecting to source, you're begging source. And you can't, begging it means I'm here and you're up there. And that separation just doesn't allow miracles. And I, I, so, find, yeah. I find one thing that, that really connects me with source um, is a lot of mirror work. 
And this is something that I find to be a really great technique because if you can look into the into your own soul, if you can look into the eyes of your own soul, then you can really connect with your higher self and that of source on, on a much deeper level. And so, you know, I always, always recommend, you know, just first thing in the morning, I do my meditation um, while I'm still in that sleepy state. I'm still, my subconscious is, is you know, a full force. And then um, I get up and do my mirror work. And that puts me in a high vibration for the rest of the day. And as long as you don't let yourself go down that fear or desperation or, like you said, any of those paths, then you're pretty good for the rest of the day. Oh, yeah. Well, we're we're in a great training now for this because the whole world's in fear or Mm -hmm. has been in fear. I hope a lot of people loosen the grip. And so starseeds who are kind of going, we're not paying attention. I've done enough of my own personal work not to be buy into all this BS, you know, all all the fear in the media or the family, my, the family fear, you know, I listen to it. And like, aren't you tired of these old stories yet? They're so yeah. boring and so yeah. full of suffering. And also, don't you realize the stories you keep telling yourself are the ones that keep manifesting? You go, why am I having such a terrible life? But they're not going to listen. Well, my grandkids are listening to me now. They're, oh, awesome. They're into crystals and into all kinds of, uh, granddad, you've got a 140,000 people on a YouTube channel. That's so cool. You know, they're all into, they're into, into this. How old are your grandkids? Or, How old are uh, they? 12, 11, three and a half, and six months. Oh, and the six nice. months is a little crystal child. She sits there smiling all day long. Yeah. I have a six-year-old cat, and she's already in 5D. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, just, uh, just, so really, to summarize, moving to 5D is when you move into complete alignment with universal um eternal laws of unconditional love and oneness and and like there's you no said, separation no longer any of the bs is it possible steve to achieve 5d and still be in form in in a, in a body or do you have to yeah. leave your body to achieve 5d no you can be in 5d in a body but 60 is beyond the body. I don't think you can actually, I don't think we can tolerate, a body can't tolerate 60 in a body. That's where we, we kind of leave the physical body. But we can certainly manage 5D and, and levels of 5D in a physical body, that's for sure. Um, but the body's becoming yeah. more ethereal. The mm. body's becoming more crystalline. Uh, the body's becoming, the DNA is shifting. Um, it's moving from carbon-based to crystalline-based, which means, you know, uh, I'm finding that my body feels lighter and my mm. diet is changing. I can't tolerate what I used to be able to eat. Um, I can't eat as much as I used to eat. Uh, I, I'm drawn to nature and sunlight. And mm. I, I can't go to big cities. I think I did fly to New York City. I had to get out as quickly as possible. Mm. You know, I couldn't tolerate all of that energy anymore. Whereas I lived in London for a long, long time. So the body is changing. And as the body changes, sleep changes. Our whole lifestyle changes. I have to be by the sea now. I have yeah. to sit by 30 seconds of the sea. I, I, I need it for my, or mountains. Mountains, Shasta would be also fantastic. I love Shasta. I've got to get across, I've got to get across to Shasta at some point. Oh, it's amazing. I know, I know they have some incredible tours over there that you can, that you can go on. And, um, and yeah, that's definitely on my bucket list. Yeah. There's something magical about that mountain I've been to other places like Sedona and these places, but Shasta has a magic to it, which mm. I, uh, in 2016, I was coming out my dark night and that propelled me out. That was like, hey, the energy of the mountain was so beautiful. 
Uh, and there's lots of different energies there. I think Michael, you know, the, the Lemurians underneath Telos, yeah. there's all these kind of UFO weird mm -hmm. cloud structures above and there's the Native Americans there. So it's just something, I think if I was to live in America anywhere, I'd probably live in Shasta. So, you know, I have to ask, we've been talking so much about, um, you know, star seeds and beings from different galaxies uh, interested in the world. I've talked to other channels, other uh, Ascended teachers. I've interviewed them on my shows. And it's been said that right now, with the place the, uh, the Earth is in, there are actually thousands of ships from other galaxies hovering around Earth to to uh, because they're so invested in this place becoming in the 5D. I mean, is, so is that true? Is is do you understand that to be true? Yeah, I have put out transmissions of uh, Palladian ships around the planet. I connected with them. There are other ones as well. Um, there is there is an old quarantine control fence which the dark put up years ago, and that's being broken through like Swiss cheese. Uh, some channel states been broken into, so it was very hard for, for light beings to come here. But now starfeeds are incarnating. There's ships around. There's beings of the inner earth interested. It's almost like this, this Earth has become a center of intense focus because as the earth shifts apparently and i don't really understand completely why but that shift helps other shifts going on mm. around the universe and i don't know why i mean i have heard the palladians say that um they need they're coming back now because um we're at this crossroads of, of timelines and some of those timelines lead to 5d ascension and some of them lead to tyranny yeah you know the, where we're going is all of this AI and government and, and controlly pushing, they're pushing the planet towards tyranny. Yeah. And so these are the, the timelines. And star seeds are going to go to the ascension timeline with all the help from the universe around. But there's a lot of souls that want to experience. Yeah. They want and to I experience think, that, and that's their journey. And I think that's that's what we're talking about when we're talking about the new earth. We're talking about those that are actually going to choose the path of, of the ascension and those that are going to decide that they're going to remain in the in the world that we're in and it's going to continue going down the path that it's going down at the moment. And so I was I was watching um what's her name that, that talks all about the new earth? Um she passed away last year. Can't remember her name. But um, Dolores, Dolores Cannon? Yes, Dolores, Dolores Cannon. And she was oh, talking about the new earth. Right. And, okay. and um, yeah, and 2022 was was supposed to be the year that there's going to be more awakening, there's going to be a lot more ascension, we're going to start to realise. And I think this whole situation that we're in ha is starting to open people's eyes and I think we are starting to ascend on a, on a greater level. And I think next year in 2023 is going to be a real year of healing i think i think it's going to we're going oh, to yeah. see a lot of yeah so well i did meet dolores cannon two or three times in london oh, and she's, it's, it's um it's just like having your grandmother sit in the corner talk about aliens yeah, it's almost bizarre I'm like you don't look like you should be talking about this stuff yeah. you know? um, but she's <laughs> she fascinating she dressed up like my grandmother you know she, she was just like that and uh, i think her daughter's taking over over now okay. but like uh, from what I can understand is um, the way to understand it is spring is coming. Mm -hmm. We don't know which day spring exactly will come. 
we can't predict the day, but we can say generally the light is coming, spring is coming, winter is over. But, you know, the weather on a day-to-day, you know, what's going to happen? This year seems to be more light to me than mm-hmm. last year. Last year felt dense yep, and heavy absolutely. and like the dark was taking over. And the people were losing hope and locked in their homes. This year, the light is breaking through. You know, got yeah. the truckers in Canada and there's the UK's backing off and there's all kinds of legal cases coming out, which is pushing back the dark, you know. And so I think by next year, the, the light will push the dark back. I mm-hmm. think this year, it's kind of light and dark playing out. But you can see they're both playing out. It's not, it's a bit equal at the moment. But by next year, I'm thinking the light will have, I'm hoping Big Pharma will collapse because I think they're overinflated with money and completely out of integrity. They have no integrity at all. They're completely aligned with dark forces. And people should see that, really. And I think you might even start seeing people, you know, getting reactions to this toxic solution. Yeah. We're already seeing it. It's being hidden. But more and more, they can't hide it. And they'll see, oh, my God, what have we done? So if you had if you had one message that you wanted to give to give our listeners that's that will kind of give them that that sense of um, peace, I suppose, that sense of knowing that, you know, everything's going to be okay, And, you know, we we choose what what we tend to focus on, um, whether that's to do with vaccinations, whether that's to do with all of the craziness that's going on in the world. I don't watch the news for that purpose because I don't want to know anything that's going on. In fact, my pe- my friends from the states they tend to um to tell me what's going on in Australia more than I do- than I know. Right, right, <laughs> right. Oh, no, no, no. I, I don't want to know any of that because I have my own vision of what the world is, and um and so if you had one message, what would that be, Steve? Switch off the news. Go mm-hmm. within. Go walk in wild nature. Hang out with lovely people. Go to beautiful cafes. Surround yourself with beautiful energy. Mm-hmm. Keep your vibration high and participate in the world also. There mm-hmm. are things where we need to say no and we need to have a voice, but don't fight the dark. No, because it, it doesn't no. work. It doesn't work. Don't no. fight the dark. Go beyond the dark. They're becoming super irrelevant. And uh, that's just that's just their, their path, really. But, um, yeah, don't worry about the world. The dark yeah. are helping to wake people up. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, and I think that's a, that's something that's that's come out of this is that there are much more awakened people. Uh, families are are starting to get either get closer or split up, like depending on where that path is supposed to go. There's lots of stuff happening um, in the world today, but if you can just if you can just push through that fear and just realize that there is light at the end of the tunnel, then I think that I think that we'll be okay. Is as humans, so uh, just this is a reminder, folks. We are talking to Steve Noble, uh, purveyor of the Soul Matrix. <laughs> this is the man right here, just amazing stuff. Steve, let's find out about your books, uh, mm-hmm. The Spiritual Entrepreneur, and you have other books. Can you tell us how did you come up with this idea of spiritual entrepreneur? It's almost like a, a LinkedIn for spiritual people. <laughs> that would be <laughs> well, cool. I wrote, I, I write it for me because I think, well, I've been in business for years. And how do I do it? I don't know. Uh, let's write, write it all down. So I just wrote it all down. It's a number of sections. The first section is for those at the beginning of their journey. The second section is getting through resistance because resistance is not having your own business and stepping out of the spiritual closet creates resistance. You know? mm-hmm. it's, yep. it's, not, it's not unusual. It's how to get through resistance. It's how 
to align with a new work ethic. It's how to balance your masculine and feminine energies, which is really important because most business books I read were either super yang, elbow the competition out of the way, or super yin, put a finger up and ask the angels to help you and let's pray that they are there, you know. And yeah. I think, so I wanted to balance these two. And the last section is on raising the vibration of your business. So it's, it's written like that. And I, when, I, when I read it, I go, oh yeah, that's how I do it. I, I didn't know. <laughs> I had to write it down so I knew. And my previous book is Personal Transitions. That's that's my experience of the dark night of the soul. And I interviewed about 50 people going through their own dark night of the soul. It wasn't just my journey. So I wanted to see what is this awakening going through a dark night thing. And um, and then I've written The Prosperity Game, which is about money. I wrote that in 2004. And then I wrote The Free and the Spirit 20 years ago, which I'm reprinting. They're all being reprinted on Amazon, so you can get them all on Kindle if you want and Excellent. it's quite fun with printing and being a i've got my own publishing company now uh soul matrix publishing which is nice to have your own publishing company <laughs> oh, nice. I mean, why not i want a publishing company yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely so i'm doing it and so so we can get all of your books on amazon they're all available yeah. there at the moment it's really they're cool once there. it's really cool once you go from from the the kindle version to the printed because i know i i'm actually a naturopath i started off as a naturopath and I wrote eight books that I published on Amazon and going oh. from the Kindle and then going into print, it was really cool because you can get them sent to you and you've got your own library of your books and, uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. So I get a check every month from them, yep. which is nice. Uh, it's nice having these little channels of abundance. I get money from YouTube because I, I did start monetizing when YouTube said, well, if you don't, we're going to monetize it for you. I thought, oh, all right, so... So at least I can choose which ones are monetized. So I, and I get insight time. I get all these little little pops of abundance, which is kind of nice. I can go and have tea. That's really tea cool. Tea on YouTube. That's really cool. And we, you know, that's that's what it's all about, isn't it? You get a bit from here and a bit from there, and and you put out all your all your creativity into the world, and it'll just naturally come to you. So the money pops in, and the grandchildren come around and say, "We want this, granddad," and it all goes out. It all flows out. <laughs> that if you move into the 5d realm that uh prosperity would automatically come to you because you're moving into the realm of miracles and yeah. and it would be natural uh, for prosperity to flow to you so yeah that's why you would write a book about uh about money and prosperity yeah it flows in unusual ways someone gave me a thousand dollars donation nice like, Thank you. I emailed them saying, hey, did you mean to do that? And they, they, <laughs> they did. And then I got an award from America, a uh, humanitarian award, where they sent me $1,000. And I'm like, oh, okay, fine. Yeah. All money comes in. That's the right. Grandchildren will be happy. <laughs> yeah. And I think the thing is, I've got a feeling, Steve, that you spoil those grandkids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So many crystals and so many... Yeah, I am. I am funding their university for well, their future. I've given money for their university and all of that. And I can't, it's quite nice to leave them that legacy that they can. Yeah, they can have a drink on Granddad when I'm gone. Or well, I've got I've got an 18 and a 20 year old, so you know, give oh, them another. You're too young to have children. Like oh, that. thank you. No, so probably in five or ten years, I they'll probably I'll probably be in the same situation. So, and I've always said I'll probably spoil the grandkids as well. It's just part oh. of the. <laughs> I'm seeing them all tomorrow. They're coming to visit the sea tomorrow. It's so nice, and they're all looking forward to it. And I take them out for dinner, and uh, 
and they'll nice. go down. There's a, in the Brighton, there's a place called the Lanes, which is full of independent shops. And the, of course, that means, whoa, granddad, look at this shop, and this shop, and this shop. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. That's well, fun. I'm looking forward to it. If people want to get a hold of you, I usually ask, what's your website's uh, URL? But it's right there over your shoulder. <laughs> the soulmatrix.com. If they come to your website, can they uh, set up uh, personal sessions with you? You have events, online events, etc. Yeah, I had an event last night, 80 people. I'm always doing webinars, online courses. Um, I do sessions. I'm booked up to May. Uh, but I've also got my own Facebook uh, on my website. So you can join a social media for Starseeds if you want to. And it's kind of like the model of, of Facebook. It's not as whizzy because I haven't got a billion dollars to invest in it. But you yeah. can set up groups and you can chat and direct message people. And so it's about 10,000 nice. people on there. All Yeah, I thought so. I'm funding that because that's a nice little gift to give people a place they can go and have fun. I'm big brother. I think I might have really to nice. go there. I think I might have to yeah. go there because I think that's going to be a fun place to be. Yeah, come and sign up. You can yeah. pull your podcasts in there. You can do whatever you like. Ah, sounds like fun. Sounds like fun. Well, we have had an absolutely awesome time with you, Steve. It's we've really, we've really enjoyed our, our time um, talking to you about star seeds and light workers and everything else we've spoken about. And I know that our listeners would have gotten a massive value from you. So um <laughs> I'm looking forward to going and grabbing all your books and, and really digging a lot deeper and and definitely joining your Facebook group, your Facebook yeah, page. My, it's called Our Social Matrix. Our Social Matrix. Sounds like fun. Yeah. Well, thank you. hang out with nice people. And nobody puts horrible posts. It's all pretty nice. They're all nice posts. So. Excellent. Like- <laughs> Unlike Facebook. <laughs> Unlike Facebook. Evil. <laughs> <laughs> so much for being on on your today. it's been a real honor thank you steve thank you very thanks, much Carl. thanks jennifer okay bye-bye